Conversations can come in various forms and there aren't really any limits, though I'm sure someone has put together a list of categories identifying which are the best to engage in and which should be best left alone. As I haven't read this category, I will confirm that speaking with people who are determined to make a difference, who try to support others reach their goals, who encourage colleagues and friends to strive for better, or simply to help others along their chosen paths, is enlightening. My history of the world includes the people I have met and engaged with. So when I have the chance to ask other people of their experiences, then I'm given a window into their world. And the process continues until my own history is a myriad of lenses that time travel through the tales of real people. Christina has some fascinating stories to tell. She talks about mentoring and how to support people. She talks about how important it is to make mistakes and to not let those mistakes be rocks to carry, rather feathers in your cap, to turn the mistake into an experience, a lesson learned. Don't criticize yourself and raise others up onto an illusory platform. Talk to yourself in the same way. Be supportive, forgiving and understanding. Christina also talks about how important it is for women to be supported in their rise through the business swamplands, my choice of words, by men. The future of humanity is not any single gender having authority over the others. It is a partnership of diverse participants, equal in standing and respected universally for their skills, not their demographic. Also, a quick admission of my own shortcomings. Unfortunately, the audio is a little flaky at times. I promise to do better next time. Thank you, Christina, for your time and your thoughts. Christina, it's brilliant to have you back because, um, yeah, the first time that you were here, we had a fantastic conversation and I do like having the opportunity to speak with you again. Yeah, cool, Zach. I'm happy to be back again. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. Coping. It's it's been a long start to to 2022, but I find it mm. positive. Do you, do you feel like some positive energy? Okay, today's a bad day to ask that question, but generally speaking, do you do you kind of feel some positivity for 2022? Oh, today I thought about it, and yeah, okay, today especially I feel kind of weird, but then I mean because of all the things that are um, happening right now in the Ukraine and everything. But then I realized that, um, yeah, to be honest, uh, for the last two months or so, um, I haven't felt that positive or my uh, energy level was quite low. Maybe it's, it's really the corona situation still. And this is kind of, um, yeah, eating my energy and eating my positivity a little bit so i'm waiting that this will come to an end but i know it won't that that maybe in the summer and then it will come back and everything so there are a lot of things right now going on and i can't say that i'm super positive right mm. now unfortunately yeah okay i right. maybe you have a far better sort of sense 
of what's happening in society. I'm stuck in my flat um, almost all day long. And um, so I, I, I'm not sure that I get the same sense that you do uh, because you go out, don't you? You 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 ride by you ride to work by bike. You you mm-hmm. get a sense of what's going on around you. Um, you have a high sort of sense of empathy. You can maybe feel uh, the mood a bit better than I do when you're out and about in the city. Mm. Uh, but I'm not so much out in the city. Um, I'm going to the office, and then I'm in the office, and then we talk about uh, Corona or about the war, and. Yeah, and then I, I, I'm so much in the uh, you know in the internet, Twitter, LinkedIn, and also there you get so much of this bad news. Um, yeah, so I'm wondering why you're so positive. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> What's your I, Yeah, I I think it's just a question of um, I feel or I felt that uh, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. So Mm -hmm. as in last year, we entered the new year still in lockdown. We were Mm -hmm. and we kind of remained in lockdown until it was about sort of end of March, early April, I think it was. Um, Whereas this year we have restrictions, not lockdown. Therefore, it seems to me that we are approaching a situation where we can return to some kind of normality. Uh, and therefore, I considered it an improvement on last year. Um, now, we know that as of today in the UK, even if you test positive for Corona, you don't have to isolate. So the UK has taken a completely different approach to things. Um, I don't think Germany is going to follow suit just yet. but. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are words that from politicians that come towards the end of March, things are going to be completely opened up. That could be positive. Yeah, and from this perspective, you're 100% right. I think it's more on an individual level. I don't feel that positive. Mm. But it's more about yeah consuming all the news and also seeing on other people in my in um, my network that they feel kind the same like me. Also, I mean we talk all the, uh, um, uh, we talk about that the sun that we um, uh, we're neglecting the sun mm. um, and it's cold and everything. But I think it's more the situation that has been. For the past two years, that it's that is taking, yeah, it's tribute. It's definitely contributing to, yeah. Another yeah. contributing um tribute uh, sollen. Um, anyways, anyways, yeah, it's contributing <laughs> <laughs> to the okay. way, yeah, to the um to um how how you um, how you see things, how you perceive um the situation, but. Overall, of course, it's much better than last year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I I think the, the German word is is it Weltschmerzen that you have the the pain of the world upon you. Is 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 that something that you can perhaps feel as well because you see all of these different elements in the news and maybe taken in itself one or two or three items might not have this negative impact but they're all coming on top of the other yeah Um, and i think that creates this sense of dread that could be yeah um 
Yeah, because, you know, um, there are activists uh, demonstrating, uh, they've been demonstrating for the past two weeks or so about the climate change. Uh, We have Corona, we have the war, there are so, so many things. And I'm like, today, um, to be honest, I wasn't even shocked when I heard about the war in the Ukraine. I was like, I, I was. Um, for me, it was weird that people and the news and um, were shocked. Like, oh my God, this is the saddest day in in Europe since since the Second World War. Oh my God, how could this happen and everything? And I was like, yeah, but this is going on all the time. I mean, uh, in the Ukraine, it has been going on. Um, it's been going on for the past, I don't know, almost eight years or so since 2014 there's the civil war in Syria Afghanistan everywhere there are so many uh, wars and conflicts and now we're like oh my god I I didn't see that coming why 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 didn't see you coming that situation Mm. I don't and and I feel kind of bad that I feel that way but it's like being numb yeah, I, I have to admit that I, I got it completely wrong, as in I, it's not that I didn't see it coming. I, I really, I said to everybody I spoke with about it, it's not going to happen. Because mm. what is the benefit to Putin of invading Ukraine? There is no um, identifiable direct benefit because mm. you know, if he's simply trying to push forward the um, or accelerate the acceptance of Nord Stream 2, then he just has to sit on the border and then things will come through and then he can withdraw his troops and that's the end of story. Um, but this invasion has actually um, precipitated a withdrawal of uh, economic mm. cooperation yeah. with Russia. So it, it really... That's why I thought, no, it's never going to happen. And so obviously I got things completely wrong. Luckily, nobody was betting on my opinion. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a real shame. And I, I fear for the people in um, in Ukraine. I, I fear for anybody who gets involved in the situation. Um, and yeah, I hope there will be a diplomatic resolution sooner rather than later. So... No, but don't get me wrong. I also didn't see that coming. And I think most of the politicians or analysts, they didn't see that coming. But I'm like more wondering, why does it seem to, to be that impossible that something like that happened to me? It's not something impossible. It's something super realistic that could happen every day. Mm. And uh, yeah. And that's a sad so, fact, isn't it? That it's yeah, it so is possible. Fact. Exactly, yeah. And this is maybe what you describe as Weltschmerz because um, there are yeah, so many things going on in this world. And the, I mean, we, we can read that every day in the, in the news. Um, so I'm not wondering about anything anymore. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, that doesn't I mean, mean that I'm not sad or that I'm not also shocked. No, no, shocked is, is no, I, I wouldn't say that I'm shocked, sad, yes, or also maybe surprised that it happened so fast and everything, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's the way of, of humanity that we, 
as much as we have become sadly desensitized to some mm. of these issues, um, there is still a need to wake up the next day to keep going um, and to try to rebuild and, and create some form of positivity. I mean, that's just human nature. So mm. people, I don't think people should feel guilty for that. Um, but we should definitely be, uh, you know, cast uh, a thought as often as possible to the people who are uh, suffering everywhere in the world. Mm. Um, and, and maybe we should also consider more often uh, the privileged situation we have lived in in Europe um, for a number of years. Uh, and hopefully we'll try to extend this uh, period of peace uh, also to other parts. So I'm completely with you. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate that these situations exist. Um, and I can see why you are not surprised by it either. Yeah, I just want to say that I'm surprised that this uh, kind of um, reaction is not every week, every uh, month. Uh, about all the things that are going on, you know, why is it only now? Now that there's a big surprise, but we should we should be aware, aware and angry and sad every day to be to to, to get to um, um, yeah to activate our anger or our protest against all the things. Uh, but yeah. Sometimes it's only like, oh, we're shocked, and then we forget about it in, in the next two days. Mm. Yeah, it's like um, it, it never happened. It's just a, an event. It just occurred. Mm -hmm. Okay, next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there is perhaps a tendency to to overlook these things far far too often. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we say out of sight, out of mind. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe the difference on this occasion is it's it's not that far away. And so for exactly. Europeans, it's a, it's it's become it's become real because it's so mm -hmm. close. Yeah, and that's that's the difference. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, let's let's try to switch towards um, yeah more positive uh, topics. So the the previous occasion, which was the first occasion that we spoke. Um, it was really wonderful for me to also get such uh, sort of positive responses from the people you work with with regards to healthcarefrauen.de. Um, <laughs> they, they, they really engaged as well um, with regards to the, the, the podcast and on, on LinkedIn. And that was really nice to see. Um, how, how is the work going with your mentoring and uh, yeah, how is that developing? Yeah, it's going very well. I've um, been seeing my mentee for a couple of months now. And yeah, yeah, you know, we're um, talking about uh, leadership, um, growing in leadership, in leadership, what does that mean? What, what means leadership? What means management? How to become a, a leader? Um, what is important? Uh, what is, uh, what kind of role is it? to be a leader what goes what kind of responsibility goes with it and yeah it's it's fun <laughs> yeah but uh yeah. i mean how, how engaged is she um with regards to 
the, the amount of time that she can dedicate to it. Um, I mean, does it feel as though it's a conversation of equals or do you really have this mentor-mentee relationship? Uh, as in, how, how do you operate it? Because I'm interested in this. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, more like being on the same level. So this is the core of, it's not a coaching, it's a mentoring. And mentoring means um, that you're more or less on the same level. So you talk um, as if you're like an experienced an experienced person wants to give, give a good advice to a, to a friend. Like to a friend or to um, someone who... The person wants to protect or wants to support, um, but it's not hierarchical um, relationship. Okay, and so therefore you, I presume, you become quite close. You communicate quite frequently. It, it's a it's a, a bonded relationship. You you act or you are essentially friends. Uh, not friends, but it's a quite close and honest uh, relationship so or trust trustful relationship mm. yeah um, um, so that is actually the most important thing that from the beginning you try to build a really trustful relationship so that the mentee can um, can trust can trust you like 100 percent that everything that you talk about um, is between you two and um, that the the mentee that the mentee has a feeling that uh, she can talk about everything and gets the support, and um, that that the mentor uh, listens to takes takes it really seriously what the mentee tells. Yeah. Okay. And um, from a personal satisfaction perspective, because I I love training people, and I love seeing when um, yeah I say something sometimes by luck, and a light flickers in their eyes. Um, how satisfying is it for you to have an opportunity of helping somebody uh, to progress, to to be confident, to push themselves forward, to encourage ambition uh, in a leadership role it, it must be really fulfilling for you yeah I noticed that during our sessions that I was super energetic <laughs> and I, I loved it I was like yeah that's why I love love doing that because um, it's so beautiful to see that um, I can help someone or that I can support let's say support someone and that you can help another person to to grow and uh, to become yeah a better leader a better manager also um to yeah to it, it's it's about support and this is something that i really love and because um i don't know you you can see that people enjoy um or they're grateful when somebody um, really wants to support, to help, listens to them and everything. So it, it's it's not a one-way direction. It goes in both ways. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I like and enjoy. About the, the mentoring program, um, how is it that you come to be, uh, to either be allocated a mentee or how do you find one another? How, how does this process work? Mm-hmm. 
So um, they have an uh, yeah internal well-established process that they um, so you can apply to this program and then they evaluate if the person fits to the program because the program is really about getting women into leadership positions to change the healthcare system this is the core of the um, of the program so it's really about uh, wanted take responsibility as a leader to yeah to push your career to get into the leadership position and then to change the the the, the system mm. to improve the system to make it yeah, more to, representative yeah exactly to make it more diverse uh, because mm. diversity is something really something good that we need yeah and um, this is um, the goal of the mentoring program mm. So they, um, you need references from, from, from your bosses or from someone who could tell that you're um, ambitious, um, that you fit into the program, you need to send your CV, um, you, you need to write a motivational letter, and then they evaluate that. Um, and then there's a matching process between the mentee who applied and the mentors, the women from the mentoring program. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it's fascinating. I, I'd like to think that this kind of thing would uh, also exist with other, uh, in other areas, in other sort of economic mm -hmm. sectors. I'm sure that there is something. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, I've um, sort of been focusing quite a bit recently on the UN Sustainable Development Goals, and there there are obviously key elements uh, there which um, sort of promote certain modes of behaviour within uh, certain fields. There aren't necessarily any directions as to how to achieve these things. For example, no poverty, um, gender equality, mm -hmm. um, you know, quality education and so on. Um, but the fact that these targets, these goals exist suggests to me that there is obviously you know, a need for these mm -hmm. things to exist. And it would be great to see how organizations such as your mentoring program um, can really create a pathway for future generations. Because essentially, I think one of the, 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 the main elements is that in the future, women shouldn't have to find it so hard to achieve senior positions. Uh, I think that's the, one of the targets, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it should be normal, uh, like for women and men to get into positions um, as long as you have the qualification and the competences. So it should all that should um, be taken into account should be the yeah the competences and skills, and not gender. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I really hope that day arrives pretty quickly. Um, it's I think it's fair to say it's long overdue. So I love your positivity. <laughs> well i mean you're the one who's who's putting yourself out there um and uh, you're creating that pathway so i i think that your your application uh is what must be uh congratulated um and appreciated so yeah good um, yeah but you know we need men if we want we if we if our goal is gender equality 
then we need men that are willing to support that to change yeah themselves society everything so um, i think it's not enough that i and other women try to um yeah, try to uh, how do you say for the big vorbereiten to to create the the path as it were. Yeah, to, to create the path as you said. It's more important that uh, men go with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I look. I'm here, and I've seen lots of people that you you have interacted with on on uh, LinkedIn. Um, there are uh, genders of every kind uh, represented there um, you know, within that uh, group or community. So, yeah, but if I can be of any kind of assistance, then let me know. Yeah, I'm here because I I believe in everything that you, you do um, because I think that is the way it should be. And um, so, yeah, please let me know. If there is something I could do, let me know. There is something actually. Oh, please. Yeah, go on. <laughs> You could, uh, I mean, you can, uh, maybe have you have heard about the association uh, Albright Stiftung, Albright Stiftung, have it, you heard it about rings, that? It rings a bell, but I don't know if that's because of the name Albright or the foundation, but please tell me what, what yeah, does it do? Yeah, it's a foundation, exactly. It's a um, political independent, a Swedish-German foundation, and their goal is diversity in, in uh, leadership positions. Mm -hmm. And for example, they have, um, I think in two weeks or so, um, they have a workshop for men, what men can do to support the, the path of is establishing gender equality. So you can spread the word cool. between okay. your male friends. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I will do that. And um, I'll also put it in the notes for this podcast. And um, yeah. Uh, that sounds great. It's in about it's in two weeks, is it? The Albright Foundation Conference. It's More in March. It's, it's in March. March. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll have a look and I'll, I'll put some links in to the um, uh, to the mm -hmm. podcast notes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Very good. Um, and just just quickly then also, um, I think it's fair to congratulate you also on your new website. Um, yeah. So it looks really nice and smart, doesn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm super proud. Uh, we, we are super proud, my uh, business partner, Christoph and I, because uh, we've been working on this website, I think, <laughs> almost one year. I mean, it's our fault because we're sometimes we're kind of lazy or unorganized. Usually, such a project um, should uh, take maybe four months or so, not longer, three, four months, uh, because it's not such a big uh, homepage, a website. But it took us almost one year, and we had support from an um, art director. I mean, all the things that you can see, this is the work of an art director. And what's super cool is, um, I mean, all, all the texts, all the texts are from my sister. So she, uh, she, yeah, she wrote everything. What, how do you say, uh, the thoughts are ours, of course. Um, but she translated it in such a beautiful language. Yeah, that's that's amazing. She's so amazing. Yeah, so, so basically, she's a she's a content creator. Um, it, it, yeah. Yeah, you could say that probably. Yeah. <laughs> a very talented one. 
Mm. I mean, she, yeah, she, um, it, that's not her profession, but she has really a talent. And yeah, we just found out about it. <laughs> that's better late <laughs> than never. I mean, you know, yeah. why not? Um, yeah, cool. I mean, I, I saw on, on LinkedIn um, recently uh, a lady who is a content creator and she asked a question, um, you know, do you believe that your or every company should have its own content creator, sort of in-house or at least a consultant? Um, and clearly from from what you're saying, um, it's important to have somebody who is who has a creative touch, who knows how to transfer not only uh, practical terms, but also to create a certain mood when you communicate what you do. Um, and that's essentially what your sister has done. She's, she's taken mm -hmm. the thoughts and, you know, conveyed them in a special, unique way. Yeah, uh, the, the, she created the mood uh, or the identity. She re yeah, she could, because, I mean, text can be just rational, objective, no, so, but yeah, she really created, um, yeah, or she gave it a soul. Can mm. I say that? Yeah. You just did, yeah. <laughs> and we, we, during the process, uh, whenever she, she wrote something, we were like, oh my God, wow, yeah, exactly. I'm like, that, that, that sounds <laughs> just beautiful. <laughs> but that's exactly what we meant. Mm. Yeah. She, she, ha she, she has a sense for um yeah for the mood or for for the thing that you actually want to say and then she puts your ad identity into it mm. fantastic yeah yeah very good okay right. well that maybe at some point in the future you have to bring her on and you both can do a podcast together and that'll be interesting because then we can um yeah it, it's great to have siblings together because then you can always ask one about what the other one is like and you get some that funny... would be amazing that would be amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah i would love that because yeah. I, and i mean she's a, a little bit uh, more experienced than i i am usually she's uh, the the interviewer uh -huh. because she does yeah, in English actually. Uh, she does uh, for her uh, for her company. Uh, she uh, yeah, she's the interviewer for also for some kind of podcast. I don't know. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. It's All right. Fun. So uh, so then yeah, I can learn from her as well. Wonderful. It's. Uh, <laughs> what more could I ask for? Yeah, that's up to you to organize. So I've made the suggestion, and thereafter it's your call. So, yeah. brilliant. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I thought I think the the website looks great. Uh, looks very Thank tidy, you. and uh, so yeah, my compliments to it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so again, going back to some of our, because when we, you know, we can't interact too often because uh, you're extremely busy. And so uh, people have actually you know, got work to do. It's not simply about uh, preparing for podcasts and so on. Um, but I do like um, having a look at some of the posts um, that you put up. And um, I, I find many of them to be very uh, positive and inspirational and I, I love the human element um, and one of the main points that uh, we're going to talk about is the putting people at the center of your leadership um, it's such a powerful message um, and it's far too often I felt leaders forget this um, mm. because they concentrate on the work the numbers the productivity 
But what about the people? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I also think that it's a super strong message and something that I believe like 100% in. And I, sometimes I'm wondering that not all leaders believe in that because it's it's super powerful when when you feel it and when you uh, when you feel it and when you follow that that feeling like it's not just something that you maybe have in your mind that it would be good to do or uh, when it happens to be um, the good time for it or so but something that you truly believe in and then it just leads you and it's not difficult to me it's not difficult and uh, I know that people who um, yeah who have the same feeling it's not difficult um, but yeah unfortunately um, uh, yeah people need reminders a lot of people need a reminder for that because obviously uh, it's not obvious to to have this in your mind um, but not only, I mean, one thing is to have that in your heart. Either Maybe either you have it or you, you don't have it. And the other thing is to have it in your mind. And I think that's something that we can really train. And that's why there are so many articles about it and reminders. Hey, please have in your mind. It's the people. <laughs> mm. It's about the people. Um, so we need to repeat that like uh, repeat it again and again and again. And then one day, maybe all the leaders will uh, will have the, that in mind. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I find it extremely um, yeah, inspirational uh, as a motif or as, as a sort of MO, a way of working, because it's, you know, it's as you say, you know, people are what create um, any kind of uh, profit, benefit, happy feeling. Um, and um, may, it, maybe some leaders feel there's a lot of pressure on them because they need they've got uh, shareholders they need to account for or they need to report to. Um, they have to register profits. They have to keep the company going and so on. But this is only possible if the workforce is protected, if they feel that there's somebody there who's looking after them. Um, and not many organizations can do that. And I, I always remember a story, I think it's from the, the 19, 1920s, 1930s, I think it was around the time of the, the Great Depression. There were lots and lots of um, engineers whose companies were going bankrupt. And I think it was IBM and um, they just hired people and they, they said to them, whatever happens, we guarantee that you will have a job with us. We mm -hmm. will not fire you. And the company just grew. You know, IBM just took off and it became this world leader in, in technology. And I think one of the reasons was because the engineers working for them realized these guys are putting us at the center of their development. And I think that was a very powerful message. Mm -hmm. And what you just say, said about uh, giving people the um, the feeling of security, or, and that they they are safe and secure, and that's so something super super important. Um, because I mean, even more today because everything is changing so fast. 
and not all people are capable of um, going with this pace. And um, yeah, there are so many different things to do and to have in mind. And so, and this is one key qualification, I think, of leaders or also companies to give the feeling of yeah safety, mm. safety and security. That's great if um, yeah leaders can can give that to their employees. Mm. I mean, and, and how can we generally, because I, I know what you said that you know, leaders have to be, you know, reminded or they should remind themselves again and again. Um, but I mean, are there any, it's hard to say shortcuts, but uh, I mean, how does a leader who has always considered the, the bottom line, the profit margin to be the measure of their success, to all of a sudden change to try and identify actually it's the people who I share the journey with who are um, the markers of my true abilities as a manager. Um, how hard is that to communicate to, to leaders to learn that message? I think maybe for leaders who have grown up in this in this environment that only numbers are what uh, that only numbers are the most important thing and that value um, ha or have a value maybe they won't learn it or won't be able to change to be honest I don't think so so and it is also um, that there has to be the, a process between you know the system has to change and the people have to change. It's something that goes together. So it's not easy to say, okay, first you 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 change and then everything will be good. Because if the, if the system tells you that still numbers are what what the most what's most important, that you you're restricted. So it has to be that, that there has to be um, a change in the process. We need like new kind of leaders. Okay, all right. So um, yeah, there needs to be a, a new model um, accepted that uh, is within also the realm of empathy, and it, they understand their more their larger or wider social presence within the market, mm -hmm. and not simply the uh, financial responsibilities that they have. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I've always been involved in uh, social discourse or um, social organizations which puts the focus on on the community or on, on society. And um, I think for this reason, um, I, I empathize so much with the need for progressive diversity platforms um, because I can see or I have seen how um, limited diversity, all it manages to do is repeat the same mistakes of the past. If you don't get new ideas, new concepts, new approaches, new people, um, different cultures, different genders involved, you're not going to change anything. Um, and, and what is quite clear from our earlier points that everywhere you look in the world, there is conflict, there is war, there's famine, there's disease, there's hunger. Um, these are not sustainable human events. We need to change things. 
And so therefore you need to introduce something different. And so, you know, this is why I'm so supportive of, uh, you know, all of these kinds of things. So, yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. we will see that. From this perspective, um, I'm, I can say that I am positive. I believe that change is possible. So um, because, of course, the, the, we can see that already, that there's a change in the world. Maybe not that as fast as we wish it to be, but still, you know, uh, like I don't know, like uh, 50 years ago, women were not allowed to vote or so. Uh, were not allowed to work without the permission of their, their husbands. Um, diversity was nothing that we talked about. And today we talk about it ev- almost every day. I mean, it's, it, it has become really a, an important thing. Um, and all, all the problems uh, in the world, you mentioned hunger, for example, um, the world, we, have a, 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 um, we are aware, aware of it. And that's already something positive. And um, I mean, in my bubble, <laughs> maybe it's just a bubble, but I can see that there is so much going on, uh, fights for uh, gender equality or Gerechtigkeit, uh, what Gerechtigkeit? Um, justice. Justice, yeah, justice. And uh, yeah, as we said, diversity and all things. So uh, there is a lot of power and energy and people that want to change the world. But of course, it's it's not easy. But I, still, I, I believe that um, this change is coming step by step. I hope so. I, I'm definitely with you on it. Um, and um, yeah, we will see how that uh, how that develops. Um, all right, m- moving on to the, the, the next point then. It's, it's, we sort of touched on it um, with regards to sort of leaders having courage. But I mean, to, you know, to be courageous as a leader and to break new ground, I, I've often spoken to my students and they've had a number of them. The main problems that they have at work is their managers, their bosses, um, um, not because the bosses are not good, but because the bosses are not willing to make decisions. Um, and then, so therefore, uh, employees go to their boss and say, "Okay, so what do I do?" And the boss says, "Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not my decision." Um, and so, deal with it. Um, how hard is it, do you think, for for bosses to actually step up and say, "Do you know what? No, just do this." And if somebody has a problem with that, tell them to come to me. Why is it so hard to do that? Do you think? To make a decision implies that you need to take responsibility and sometimes a decision can be a bad decision but still then you're you're in charge or you you're the person that is responsible for that and then maybe yeah you have you you have to um to take that to take that back the decision or to change the decision you have to um uh, explain yourself in front of others you have to reflect can i say reflect yourself um you have to be willing taking critique from us so these are a lot of uh, unpleasant situa- situations that you maybe have to deal with when you you make a decision and that's why people don't like it 
But I mean, I, I'm aware of uh, something called the fail culture. So this, the culture of failing, where mm -hmm. basically a company says, we accept that mistakes will be made. This is a part of the learning process. This is a part of developing um, a, a, a process of work, which gives us the experience to not repeat those mistakes the next time. So, um, but in actual fact, even though companies say they have introduced this culture of failing, they don't really exist everywhere, do they? P people are still very much afraid of making mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talk about that, about the the um, culture. How did you say the culture uh, mistake of failing. culture? The culture, culture of failing. Of failing. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that, but I think a lot of companies uh, don't. Uh, I mean, they talk about it and they maybe have this label that they have a good culture of failing, but they actually they don't have it. Um, or it's maybe something that you have uh, on the employee level, uh, but mm, but for leaders or managers, there are different rules sometimes. So this is also again something, and that that's super interesting. What I like, there's always an individual level and yeah, a systemic level. And we need to differentiate um, these two levels. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. And it's 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 easy to talk about um, this cu culture of failure or that it's okay. But, you know, sometimes a or a wrong decision or failure can have a huge impact on not only yourself, but yeah, other people about uh, company goals, about money in the end. So, yeah, but I mean, I don't know what the statistics are anymore, especially during uh, the pandemic. But I mean, before the pandemic, that there were, I mean, startups, you know, extremely difficult, uh, you know, the early years and so many startups closed within the first or second year. Um, yeah. So, I mean, these things, they happen. Um, large organizations, even banking institutions, you know, unfortunately, they've gone down, they've had these issues. Um, so there's no divine right to success. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, a mistake has huge consequences. Um, but hopefully something or someone within the sector will learn from the ripple of that er error. Um, and it will be passed on. I, I like to think that we learn from mistakes. That's super important, and maybe something German that uh, we t uh, we take missed, uh, failure super serious. Actually, it's not allowed to fail, you know, in Germany. Apart, it's it's horrible. <laughs> uh, what could all the people think about you, you know, when you fail? I think in the U.S., for example, there's another culture of failure. So you try you try a business uh, model, maybe it fails next <laughs> so this is this is uh, something we but in germany it's different to be aware of failure or, or of your let's say weaknesses or something that you um could have done better in the past I, um, I noticed that it's super super difficult for people to talk about that in general especially for leaders because this is um, actually, yeah, uh, I, I don't know why it is like that. Maybe it's really the, the German thing. 
but um, I mean, failure or mistakes, how, how could you learn to, to do something better if there's not a failure uh, in, a, in advance or, yeah, yeah, mm. okay. So you need the failure to learn. How, how could it be otherwise possible mm. to become a better version of yourself or to do your job better, whatever? Yeah, but still, it's 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 super 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 difficult. If you, um, I mean, that, that's a question that we ask uh, regularly um, our candidates to prepare them for interviews, and no one no one wants to talk about it. Or admits that he or she has done something wrong in the past. It's always mm. no, nothing, nothing wrong happened. Everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Mm. Yeah, it, it is. The, the, and it's a classic interview question, isn't it? You know, name your sort of biggest mistake and how did you deal with it? Um, mm. And oh, no, no, I, I've never made a mistake. Mm. You know, and, well, mm. sometimes, you know, you just have. And um, yeah, <laughs> of course, I mean, almost every day. Mm. Sorry, almost every day I do something stupid. And afterwards, I think, oh, my God, I could have done it much better. Or different. So, mm. But yeah. Sometimes people allow other people to make the mistakes, but not themselves. So this can also be, yeah. We're too hard on ourselves. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I've yeah. heard it a lot. I've said it a lot. I am my own worst critic, and but I don't want to be anymore. I, I, I don't want to criticize mm. myself anymore. To hell with it. You know, I did it. If it's cool, good. If it's not cool, I'm sorry. Mm. You know? Yeah, I think that's super smart, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't completely started yet, but I'm going to now because you said it's super smart. Mm. So that's definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's important. I mean, uh, there is no use in it to to destroy <laughs> yourself when you did something wrong. You know, I also yeah know this feeling that you just want to destroy yourself, that you're so angry about yourself. But why? Mm. No, it's just toxic. It is. And um, yeah, we have to tell our th ourselves better, better things. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Look, I, I know you're tired as well. Um, so I will ask just we'll just this last uh, question um, and I'll, I will leave you to decide how much detail you put into the answer. Um, but um, yeah, there's Christina, the business leader, Christina, the mentor, and then there's the private person. How do you switch off? Um, yeah, how do you sort of come home from a hard day at work and allow yourself to chill? I, I don't do that. Um, I'm, yeah, it, it's difficult um, for me to to chill like 100 percent. Be honest, it's it's sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes I can do that better. Sometimes I can't, and it's always so. I, I, there are not three personalities, and in the morning I click. Christine, the business person, and then when my mentee comes, then it's Christine, the mentor, and in the evening, it's Christine, the private person. No, that's, uh, it's, all three personalities are like one per person, and um, sometimes I switch better between the roles, I mean, there, there are different roles, you know, um, so it's not like that mm, that I'm always the same that's not true there are different roles or sides of my personality that I um, switch on um, 
And sometimes I can do that better and sometimes I can do that uh, worse. Um, and also to have, I don't have a suggestion for, for other people how they can like be like uh, relaxed in the evening or so. Uh, the, the suggestions I have is nothing people haven't heard like 100 times, like try to, uh, try to do sports, try to do something for yourself um, and try to do, I don't know, yoga or so. Um, but yeah, it is uh, it is important to be self-aware how you feel and also to, yeah, to sich damit beschäftigen. I don't know how to, to something say. Something that occupies the mind. Yeah, not to, to, um, to think about it how to relax mm. so and every person needs something different um yes yeah, so wine is probably really not a good suggestion <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um yeah but i think it's what, what you know what yoga gurus tell you just uh care for yourself listen to how your body and mind feels and then try to follow it <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's always kind of a cliche but yeah it's, it's like a, cliches exist for a reason yeah it's yeah. because they're they're probably good uh good mm -hmm. advice so uh fair enough um christina you're a great sport um and always i i find your your thoughts uh and insights uh, you know, inspirational um and very much motivating so i i really hope that we will have uh, uh, you know many many more of these conversations and uh, yeah i know that we from the frequency perspective it takes time to get you back and so on but um i've really enjoyed it again um and and i look forward to the next one yeah, thank you, Zach, so much. A great interview. I mean, person to talk with. So I enjoyed really in, in, in the in the afternoon. I was kind of, oh, today uh, it's not my day, but now I feel super great. And, <laughs> 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 and I also had so much fun. Like, I just love to talk with you. And yeah, thank you for the invitation. Two, two and a mic. Thank mm -hmm. you.